Hello lovelies, my name is Lisa Nicole, country artist coming at you all the way from beautiful British Columbia, Canada. Welcome to my podcast. Every week I'm going to be digging in deep on the behind the scenes of my life, my music, and my heart. Not only will you get to know me on that deeper level, but I will be sharing with you the wisdom I've learned over my years in the music business, plus lifestyle and fitness tips and special guest artists and business folk. I love inspiring people on and off the stage. We are gonna have some fun. I thank you kindly for listening. Hello, everyone. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And if you've listened to a few of my podcasts, thank you. I appreciate you so much. In today's podcast, I came up with six things to cultivate happiness. Most people know me as always looking on the bright side of things, seeing the glass really full, (laughs) looking for the good in people, just focusing on all the things that bring less stress and more joy. Talking about happiness during this time, I know a lot of people are finding it hard to find happiness in this current pandemic. Loneliness can be detrimental to our health, but we can work and be intentional to make things better. Our theory is that what is going to bring us happiness is usually wrong. And if you can recognize that, you're on your way to a happy life. And I'm definitely able to feel happiness more often when I focus on the positive, happy, joyful things. Some could call me ignorant, but I rarely look at the news. I don't have a news channel at home. I don't follow news outlets on my social media. I will look into big topics going on once in a while, especially recently with the Black Lives Matter movement which that campaign actually started in 2013. But it's so sad that in 2020, there is still racism and violence against people of color. We're the same. They have red blood. We have red blood. We're just humans. It truly saddens me that I have a, in quotations, white privilege per se. It's not right. And I honestly wasn't going to touch on this because I can hardly understand how they feel and I never will. But I do truly wish them love and peace and happiness. And if any of my listeners are a person of color, well, I love you and I care and I would love to listen to you. So today's podcast, we're talking about happiness and I've come up with six ways to be happier or at least work on being happier. Number one is to replace a text message with a phone call. In our day and time, we spend a lot of time being social with each other on our phones. When you're having a conversation with someone on the phone, your tone changes, or in person, your facial expressions change. But nowadays, we send a lot of texts, write a lot of messages, likes, follows, and how often can those get misconstrued? All of the time, because you can't hear someone's tone in a message, which is why I myself use emojis a lot. My top six emojis are between hearts, smiles, and hugs. (laughs) But what I'm trying to say here is the texts and the messages are easier when phone calls sometimes feel almost hard but they don't mean the same as that physical connection. And I am guilty of this myself, but a phone call always makes me happier. And if you add FaceTime in there, even better. Number two is to acknowledge what makes you happy. We need to realize that we don't always understand what's going to make us happy. We often think if we reach this success, we'll be happy. We think happiness might be about being rich, having a big house, a nice car material things. A perfect example of this is a few podcasts back in episode 25 with Kristen Laybourne, which was called leaving a multi-million dollar company to manifesting what you love. When Kristen was at the top with her multi-million dollar company, she wasn't the happiness. And one of her coworkers even said to her, welcome to the top. It's lonely up here. 
And after she lost her company, it was a blessing in disguise because she's much happier now doing what she loves. The problem is when you do try to pursue happiness, we often go down this rabbit hole of, oh, if I buy this, this will make my life easier and happier. The marketing of products, well, they're good at what they do. And of course, certain things would make you happier, but I think it's important to think about the small things, the daily things like coffee in the morning, your pets, going hiking, spending time with your family and friends, music. When you ask someone what makes them happy, they don't generally say money. Of course, money can buy experiences and vacations that make you happy, but it's also easy enough to look around at your daily life. Number three is increased income doesn't mean you'll be happy. A recent study in the U.S. said a globally ideal income point of 60000 to 75000 a year gives emotional well-being. This amount is for individuals and would likely be higher for families, of course. The study found that exceeding these income thresholds actually seems to reduce levels of happiness and satisfaction. This could be because higher income earners are more driven by material gains and social comparisons that can ironically lower those levels. And if you can think of someone you may know that lives so simple and how happy they are, they may live paycheck to paycheck, but they're happy with what they have. As long as you have a roof over your head, you can afford groceries and your bills are paid for, well, most of your material needs should be met. Of course, there are many factors into which people struggle to afford to live. I mean, it really can depend on a lot of factors like where you live. If you live down in Vancouver, it's going to be hard to live on a certain wage and especially if you have a family, or maybe a financial burden has fallen into your lap. But honestly, what I do when I feel like I'm stressing about money is I just stop and I don't stress about it because I always think and I manifest that it will just work out. And honestly, it always has. There's days and weeks and and months where I have been in debt, but then I eventually crawl out because really there's no point in stressing about it. Stressing just brings negative energy and it makes you feel worse. Number four is to work on it daily. It's going to take constant work. My favorite trick, well, not a trick, but is journaling. Whether you just write down your thoughts, free write, or I often write a list of what I'm grateful for and a list of what my future self is grateful for. Maybe send thank you letters you've always wanted to send. A big thing I can't touch on greatly because I've not done it much is meditation, but I know it's helped so many people in their daily life. Our minds are always all over the map, at least mine is. (laughs) I heard a doctor say, um, Dr. Lori Santos says, meditation allows you to increase your concentration muscles so you can focus on the good things in life, quotation. I don't know how many times I've myself have missed out on a conversation because my mind is like, I have this to do tomorrow and I have that and I can't forget this. Being present, happy and grateful are going to be an intentional mindset. But if you can practice one of those, it's gonna help. Furthermore, Of course, more sleep, drinking more water and exercise will do wonders to your happiness. Not only does it help your heart health and your body, but it helps your mental health immensely. You'll feel better, have more positive emotions, and most likely more energy. Number five is to give yourself time. This is a practice I have started only working on in the last couple of years, especially in the last few months with COVID. I've had a lot of time to give myself a break and slow down. This is the slowest I've ever been, and research shows that time is a precious commodity for our happiness, more important than money for our happiness. Do you ever feel like you're starving for some time to yourself? It might be because you are, 
prioritizing your time to yourself can really influence your happiness. There's really no ceiling on the happiness generated by a few hours carved out for friends and family or days spent doing your favorite activities. How fulfilled do you feel after that time? Studies actually show that people who value time over money tend to be happier. Number six is unplug from social media and unfollow. This can be a tough one. Gosh, I am guilty on not doing this. Taking time to unplug, not only from social media, but even just from my phone. Social media can be full of negative news and where you're comparing yourself to others. In the pockets of 6 billion people is a cell phone and it's just easy to fall into a scroll hole where you're endlessly scrolling through Instagram or Pinterest or whatever it is, looking at all the things you want, maybe you can't have, your dream body, uh, this diet, that diet, what to wear, what not to wear, what to eat, what not to eat. It can go on and on. And of course, there's a lot to lift you up as well on social media. So I would suggest as an act of self-care is to unfollow the people that might trigger any negative emotions, especially if you find yourself dwelling on that post long after you've seen it. Another idea is to delete the app you'll find yourself habitually picking up your phone and going to the spot where the app was. So doing a digital detox may be a good practice, whether it be doing an unfollow cleanse or deleting the app for a few days. Think about replacing screen time with people time. Okay, guys, there you have six practices to hopefully make you happier. And you know, mental health doesn't often show up as a first world problem. Yes, there are sad things going on in this world, but your mental health, along with your physical health, individually should be number one. And if more people worldwide worked on it more or even had more access to therapy and such, our world, I believe, would be more peaceful. It blows my mind that so many types of therapy are not covered by our medical system. The average person wants to be happy, so why not give people this option to work on their mental health with these resources? and not breaking the bank while they're at it. So while most of us don't have access to the $100 therapy sessions once in a while, it's just a matter of figuring out what makes you happy and how to cultivate it on your own. Of course, this can be subjective to each individual, but if you can start implementing even just a few of these practices I've talked about, I feel like it will boost your overall happiness. And before we end today, I did a poll on my Instagram of what makes you happy. And it's amazing to hear the answers. A few of them were my kitty, my husband, music. And that's what I'm trying to say. When you look around, there's so many small things that you're either grateful for or that just bring you a little bit of joy. And just embrace those things and focus on those, not on the negative. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I would love for you to screenshot your favorite episode or this episode, whichever one you'd like, and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me because I would love to hear from you all. Thank you kindly, and I hope you have a blessed and happy week.